Hey there, everyone. I'm Deltrice Hart Anderson, keeping the IRS out of the pocketbooks, wallets, and bank accounts of taxpayers. Hope you guys are safe and healthy. Prayers for everything that's crazy in this world right now. Um, I am just um, just at a loss for um, a lot of words and just um, just with all the pain, all the the painful stuff that's been going on. But um, we are um, just with all the pain that's going on. It's um, it's, it's kind of overwhelming, and I'm I'm sure it's overwhelming to a lot of people. And um, I'm just doing what I can to sit in the pain of it all with my friends, with my family, with my colleagues, um, with my clients, not brushing past any of it, just sitting in the pain and, and, and praying and, and doing what I can. Um, yeah, just doing, doing what I can. So, um, with this, I, um, here's to another episode and hope you enjoy it. Listen as we talk about um, how talent and fame will not keep you out of tax trouble. So let me share with you a story about someone that lived in the United States, but worked in both the United States and in China. He is a former Emory University professor by the name of, and I I know I'm going to botch this up, so please forgive me. It's Zhao Zhang Li. Okay, so we're just going to call him Li. Starting in 2012 and continuing up until 2018, while he was still a professor at Emory, he was doing great work. He was conducting large animal research to investigate Huntington's disease. While he was at Emory, he worked at two Chinese universities during doing similar research. He was a participant of this program that China has that uh, China recruits professors and entrepreneurs and researchers to work for China um, as a part of their thousand talents program. So he's getting checks from everywhere. He's getting checks from China, uh, different pots of money, as well as his paycheck as for being a professor at Emory University. So during that time, while he was at Emory, He earned at least $500,000 in foreign income that he never reported. So here's the thing. All of your foreign income may not be taxable, but the IRS expects for you to report your worldwide income. And then there are some, um, there may be, some taxable income there and they may may not be, but you still have to report it in order for there to be a determination. There are countries that um, the United States have treaties with 
So all or a portion of your taxes from other countries may not be taxable events for you. Okay. So nonetheless, he didn't report that income. He got caught. He was sentenced to a year of probation in order to pay restitution to the tune of about $35,000 to the IRS. Then the IRS made him go back and file legitimate tax returns for tax years 2018 through, I'm sorry, 2012 through 2018. Now, some people might ask, well, I thought the IRS will only go back three years. No, the IRS can go back forever if they feel you have, or not if they feel, but if they can prove that you have filed a fraudulent return, which he did, so they could go back forever. They just so happened to go back on Lee back up to 2012. So not only does he have to pay restitution, but he has to file accurate returns And whatever the tax liability is, he has to pay the taxes, the penalties, and the interest on what he owes. So just a tax tip, even if you have foreign income, file the foreign income on your U.S. tax return. One of my clients wrote in this week asking about the PPP or IDLE as as it pertains to a rental house. So the question was, could a landlord use the PPP or the IDLE to repair a rental house? The short answer is the PPP was not designed for the landlord to apply for that loan. So I'm sure many of you have heard that, oh, the uh, CARES Act provisions can assist landlords. Well, it can, but not directly. So the PPP might benefit the landlord if a business owner receives Um, the PPP loan and decides to stay um, a, a tenant of the landlord's property, then the tenant will pay the landlord. So the rent payments will be applied to whatever property that the tenant is renting from the landlord. So that's how that PPP works for, um, as far as favoring the landlord, it is not a loan that the landlord can typically apply for. Um, Now, if you are a large real estate holding company and you have a few employees or several, at least, well, under 500 employees, then you can apply for your own PPP. But if you're not a real estate holding company, and typically I know the clients that I work with, um, they typically have anywhere from two to um, probably 20 properties, then they're not a holding company. Each property is, is kind of separate on its own. And 
either it's being property managed by a property manage management company or it is um, the taxpayer, my client, the landlord is managing the properties themselves. But um, if you don't have employees, um, if you're not a large real estate holding company, then you're going to be less likely to to qualify for that PPP loan. So your next question, um, or it was the same question. The second leg of that question was, can you use the idle to repair a rental house? Now, there again, you have to look at the type of entity that you are. Right now, the SBA is only accepting idle loan applications for agricultural businesses. So at this time, the answer is still no. Speaking of what the PPP loan should be used for or what the PPP loan should not be used for, I'm about to spill some celebrity tea. When applying for the PPP loan, there are some very specific calculations that will arrive at how much of a loan you are eligible for as a business. Um, This calculation includes and relies heavily on what your um, 2019 payroll was for a certain time period, as well as the number of employees that you had during that time frame. Also, um, it will the calculations take under consideration how many employees you currently have or how many you had within a, um, the earlier part of 2020, as well as the gross payroll um, for those time periods. Okay, so keep that in mind. As I talk to you about the reality star from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, Mr. Maurice Fain. Mr. Maurice Fain was arrested and charged with federal bank fraud for misuse of the funds from the SBA PPP loan. Okay. Now, charge, arrested and charged for bank fraud for the misuse. Let's unpack that. What did he use the money for? He used the money for personal expenses to the tune of $1.5 million. What did he buy with that? He bought a Rolex. He bought a diamond bracelet, uh, a diamond ring. He leased a Rolls Royce and he paid child support. Now, I cannot fault him at all for paying 40000 of that $1.5 million for his child support. I digress. Now, the problem came in when the SBA looked to see how legitimate was the what he reported to um, get approved for the loan. 
And they did it quickly because less than a month after he submitted his application, the feds were searching his house. Okay, that's that's another story. So now, when the feds actually researched the legitimacy of what he claimed he had as far as what he claimed he paid employees and how many employees he had, they went to the bank because he, uh, Mr. Fain, produced bank statements from a particular bank, Arvest Bank, and these bank statements were dated October to December. Well, when the feds investigated, the um, bank told the feds that the bank account that Mr. Fain used for his corporation was closed in September. So there's some, yeah, explaining that he's going to have to do there. He needs receipts. So that's one thing. So there, that's where the fraud came in. Now, why is this, um, why am I talking about this for tax problem solved? Because Mr. Fain reported on his application, he had 107 employees and an average monthly payroll of almost $1.5 million, okay? Yes, average monthly payroll, I'm not stuttering, of one, almost $1.5 million. Well, if he had that amount, okay, the IRS can now get involved if he did not report those gross wages to the IRS and if he did not pay that money for payroll taxes, okay? So, um, yeah, the feds are the feds. Typically, when there is um, money involved, the IRS is going to be involved. So even if, let's say, this um, payroll, this 107 employees, it, let's say it's legitimate that he actually paid employees in tax year 2019. If he didn't report the payroll taxes, the IRS is coming knocking at his door. Even if he could not afford to pay the taxes, he should have reported the payroll taxes. So he's going to have some issues somewhere down the line. Now, he was charged, I keep going back to this, he was charged and arrested for misusing the funds. So here's the thing. He said, which if I was on his legal team, and yes, accountants are on legal teams a lot, especially when it comes to financial fraud, right? If I was on his legal team, I wouldn't have allowed him to say what he did. He said that the purchase of the jewelry, um, which he claimed, he claimed them as investments that would go up in value because he was wearing the jewelry. That is not a defense. Investments you cannot um, use or you cannot apply for PPP loans for investments. So whoever's on his legal team, reach out to me 
or get with a tax professional, get with someone that understands what the PPP can be used for and what you would apply for a PPP for, because yeah, that I, I wouldn't have said that. And I wouldn't have allowed him to say that. Um, so I'm not saying that this $1.5 million of the loan was legitimate for him to use as personal personal expenses. But what I am saying is of that $1.5 million, some of that money could have been legitimate for him to use on whatever he pleased. Now, how much of that money? It all depends on what his business structure was, because obviously the company is no longer in existence, or I'm assuming that's that's my assumption. But he could have used some of that money to buy whatever. If he wanted to buy an island, um, maybe a small island, but if he had enough money to do so of the personal funds that he could have used, then that would have been his choice and he would have been within his rights. It's just that, and this is for whether it's um, loan proceeds or just regular business expenses, you can, as a business owner, based on your business structure, take money out of the company legitimately and use it for personal expenses. You just have to know the right way to do it, okay? So good luck to you, Mr. Fain. Um, make sure you have some good people on your team, on your legal team. You will need it, but um, yeah, make sure, guys, this is just a lesson for you business owners out there. When you are getting these loans, make sure that you, um, when you're getting the loans and you're taking money out for yourself personally, make sure that you're doing it the right way. Okay. I am not defending Mr. Fain. Um, I know 1.5 million is going to be a stretch for what he could have legitimately used for personal expenses, but I'm saying there was a way, there is a way that some of that 1.5 million, I don't know how much, I'm sure it, it wouldn't have been, it probably wouldn't have even been 0.5 million that he would have been able to use for personal expenses, but some of that money could have been legitimately used for personal expenses. Thank you all so much for listening on today. And I really appreciate your comments that I get throughout the week, throughout the days, the, the months that I've been working at this podcast. Um, hopefully I'm getting a little better. Um, I'm so happy that you are enjoying the content and so happy that you are sharing it. That means that um, I am putting out some content that you can um, you can use, which that is my goal. I want to be able to spread this word. I, I want the IRS not to be in your pocketbook wallet or bank account. Um, hope you learned some nuggets today, especially when it comes to reporting all of your income, regardless to where you got it from, as well as how this 
PPP works, how the SBA is related to the IRS. So just keep that in mind. Anytime there's fraud or potential fraud that's going on, it doesn't matter what agency, what federal agency it originates from. If it's financial, the IRS is going to be involved at some point. So just know that the IRS is always watching. I um, actually want to share something with you. I almost forgot. On Monday, June 15, I will be having a PPP loan update. So I'm doing a webinar. It's going to be 6 o'clock p.m. on Monday, June 15. Um, It's free and it's open to the first 100 people. So I want to make sure that um, I have enough time for Q&A. So please join me uh, for more information about it. Go to dheartaccounting.com backslash webinar. That is dheartaccounting.com backslash webinar. We are going to uncover the PPP loan because as Congress always does, there has been some updates to the PPP loan. So we're going to um, talk about understanding the new landscape of the PPP loan. Okay, so that is Monday, June 15th at 6 o'clock p.m. It Registration is free. It's open to the first 100 people. So please, if you want to come in, make sure you register soon. dhardaccounting.com backslash webinar. If for some reason you no longer see the, um, the backslash webinar on the website, send us an email. Um, Sometimes we get people that register um, duplicate registrations. So send us an email. Um, There still may be some opportunities for you to get in. Send us an email at taxhelp at dheartaccounting.com. That's T-A-X-H-E-L-P at D-H-A-R-T, accounting all spelled out, dot com. And I will see you hopefully on June 15th, 6 o'clock, 6 p.m., not a.m., 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm Deltrice Hart Anderson, keeping the IRS out of the pocketbooks, wallets, and bank accounts of taxpayers. Till next time, bye, y'all.